We were always told there's no handbook for being a good parent, but that always felt like an unsatisfying answer. We created this podcast to help others navigate what we have already mastered. In this episode, the Von Kuhlbergs relay a story about watching Star Wars. The episode contains some adult language and themes. And that's why I turn my head to look at him and try and figure it out, and he screams. He lets out, he's like, oh my God, what's wrong with your face? And you have to know that, I mean, we were in the theater. It was pretty dark. So well, whatever's wrong with my face had to be had to be pretty, you know, significant that he could see it almost in the dark. Here is the story. It, it is involving me in about 1978. In 1978, I was involved in a competition uh, with with a kid who lived across the street from me. His name is uh, Paris, <laughs> and maybe he'll sue me for mentioning him. And uh, and I, I competed a lot with this kid, but but Paris was about four years older than me, so I was constantly losing. But in this one sort of competition, I thought I had a shot because you didn't it didn't really hinge on age or strength or physical athletic ability. The competition we were having is who could see Star Wars the highest number of times. And and this was in a time where there was no cable TV. There was no cable, pre-VHS, sort of, or we didn't have them. Uh, It was 1978. Um, The one thing that we did have is that Star Wars at this time was at the second-run theater. There was like a second-run theater where you could literally pay, uh, it was like $1.75 to see uh, and you could stay there all day. They didn't really enforce if you didn't, because there really weren't that many people that would do that. There were a few kids, other other nerds like myself, you know, a few regulars that were there. But for the most part, um, I didn't even see it more than once or twice a day tops. You know, so showing great restraint. I would, we would go there almost every day and be there between two and and five hours, and. My mom was out of town, and I was losing. I was losing the competition to Paris. He he had seen it, I'd say, 39 times, and I was, like, at 36 times. So I was, was very much in the running, and my mom went out of town when this happened, and my grandmother was watching us. And my grandmother forbade me to go see Star Wars. She thought that that it was too far for me to go and I shouldn't do it. She wasn't going to give me a ride. She didn't, she wasn't comfortable driving. And I was pissed because I, I was in the, I was in the competition. I came up with this great idea that I would sneak out. I was like, the heck with you, grandma. And I rode uh, my 
evil can evil, you know, a bicycle, like Huffy bike, miles and miles to get to the theater uh, where I met my friend Steve and we were going to see Star Wars and um, hopefully I would close some of the difference between Paris and I. And so I, I rode my bike there. I met Steve. I had like $5. It was more than enough to get, you know, an enormous tub of popcorn and uh, see the movie. And, and that is actually what I chose to do. Like Steve and I are there and he's sitting down and I decided I'm going to get some popcorn before you had a time when you got the popcorn, but I decided I wanted it to start of both movies. So uh, I go out and there's a really long line to get popcorn. And I'm, I'm kind of irritated to be frank because I don't want to miss the beginning. I don't know. Do you know, do you ever know the old general cinema's beginning? You know, it had that like jazzy beginning. Oh, right, yeah. So uh, I was out there. I was out there and I was waiting and I'd been waiting so long for popcorn that uh, I could hear that and I'm getting desperate to get my popcorn. And I'm like trying to get the people ahead of me to hurry up. There's like some teenager who was old at, at that time was older than me. I was a little kid. Uh, and I was waiting and waiting, and I'm getting more and more desperate because I can hear that jazzy sound going. And I know it's just a matter of time before uh, it starts. So I, I finally get up there. I get my popcorn, and I can even hear, like, the opening credits. I'm getting more and more desperate. I'm like, i got to get in there. I've got to get in there. And I finally I get my huge tub of popcorn. Like, it should last me all day. I, I pay for it. I grab it. I run, you know, from the concession stand to the theater entrance. I got to get in there and like now I'm in full action star mode. So I don't just open the door. I rip the door open and I jump in trying to make like a really dramatic entrance. Uh, except as I jump in, I collide with something that hurts so badly. Something was there that wasn't supposed to be. There was a huge... And, flash of light because whatever I hit, I hit uh, so hard. I dropped my tub of popcorn like all over the theater and I'm like, I'm on all fours and I'm in agony like, oh, but I can hear the Star Wars theme going and all I'm thinking is I got to get to 37 times. I can't, I can't lose this. Like I'm here with a purpose and, and whatever just happened is not going to hold me back. So I start crawling on all fours through my my popcorn uh down the aisle towards where my friend like steve is and i'm like oh you know like it hurt my head hurt I'm like in agony and i and i crawl i get to uh where you know i'm sitting i pull myself up and i'm just holding my head and i i'm in such pain i'm in such pain i'm having trouble like i'm 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 in trouble staying conscious <laughs> so and and i and i know that i was having trouble staying conscious because at some point uh steve got up to go get his own snacks and and i didn't even notice uh but he came i, I you know when he came back he's like, oh, like holy crap so I, like some dude uh punched some lady right in the face and knocked her unconscious and then ran away. 
like, what are you, what are you talking about? So, some dude punched some lady. He's like, yeah, some dude like punched her square in the face. She was exiting the theater, and a guy opened the door and just punched her. And I'm still trying to piece it together. And that's why I turned my head to look at him and try and figure it out. And he screams. He lets out. He's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with your face? And you have to know that, I mean, we were in the theater. It was pretty dark. So well, whatever's wrong with my face had to be had to be pretty, you know, significant that he could see it almost in the dark. And he's like, your, your head, there's a huge lump all over your head and your eye. And I'm like, what? that's crazy. Like, what are you talking about? There's no lump. He's like, you got, you got to go, you got to go like an ambulance. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm seeing Star Wars. And we're like, I need to see the 37th time. And we're arguing. And he finally, he leaves and go gets a grown up, which is like a grown up that works the theater. And apparently, um what had happened is you know as i as i was entering the theater this grown woman was exiting and i and my jump i headbutted her right in the face and apparently knocked her unconscious and she was lying in the lobby on there was one bench where she was now in the lobby and i don't even know like if she was moving i remember people were like over her but i didn't i didn't you know i didn't talk to her i was just on my bench and then i was in trouble because i hadn't told my my it was actually my grandma that i was at this movie and so then they had to call like and i didn't want to say who it was but apparently my face was so horrifying that like they weren't going to take no for an answer so i ended up having to go to the hospital uh, i had a severe concussion and like for the next two days i got no sleep because the people would wake me up every hour and not only that i i was i was knocked out of the star wars competition so when you say your face yeah where like your your head your forehead so your like my forehead like right above my my eyebrow right including that I where I hit her uh straight on and it had swelled, <laughs> swollen up I guess so big that like my eye was puffed out my eyebrow like it hurt it it was it was pretty profound it, it was very painful uh, the thing that I most remember though is it was incredibly painful as well as the despair over not being able to see Star Wars. So I have some questions. Please. So you were nine. You said you were nine, right? Uh, I would be right around nine, yes. Nine. And the woman? The, I, she was a grown-up. I don't know. I never... I never, I don't even remember what she looks like. Uh, I only saw her, really, I only saw her torso because there were people kneeling over her. I didn't see her at all when I jumped into the theater. That okay, so no, but you, you hit her and you kind of like, so you probably like blacked out momentarily or whatever. Yeah. Right? And uh, your popcorn spilled all over. Did, uh-huh. you, did you save the popcorn? No, I the popcorn was a casualty. I I knew the popcorn was gone. I just crawled through it on my knees. I remember like it crunching. (laughs) So you never looked at her. I didn't even know that I it was a person that I hit. 
I just knew I was in incredible pain. Like something bad had happened, <laughs> but I wasn't able to put together exactly what what I, I mean. I I hit so hard that I like there was no coherent thought other than the overriding like one that I, I had to get to my seat to watch Star Wars. That is hard to that's hard to imagine. I, I and so. Your friend Steve tells you somebody hit this person. He sees your face. You leave. And as you're leaving, you see the woman's torso with people hovering over her. Well, so she was laying out. They had like two benches and they were like an L shape. And so like I, I was on one bench and I looked over. I also couldn't see her completely because my forehead was in the way it was uh it was a large you know a really big bump so and i was in pain so i could see that people were looking over her there was a lot more animated activity around her than there was around me i um they were concerned but i got the sense that maybe that woman had more serious injuries <laughs> than I, I don't really know <laughs> But they, those people must have known what happened. Like those people said, "Oh, this kid has a lump on his head, and this woman's been hit in the face." They must have collided. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they knew that that has what has happened. I mean, there was no way not to know. Like, I mean, that thing on my head was huge, and I can't believe it was immediate and huge. Um, but I mean, she she did not. I just want to say between the two of us. Only one of us was able to make it to their seat. And granted, I had to crawl my way there. I don't think that she moved from where she was, you know, pretty much surprisingly jacked in the face. I think she went down and she laid there. Possibly, I don't even know if it was Steve that discovered her or somebody else, but she laid there. And then I believe they, the theater workers helped her to that bench um and i don't know i don't know if she was hurt more or they were more worried about a lawsuit um but they they seem to be far more concerned about her despite um the severity of the lump on my head well you she was probably knocked unconscious as well yeah i think so i mean <laughs> i was moving fast i guess they that I, if it was the only thing that probably saved her from far worse is that the door pulled open instead of pushed open. If there was a push open door, I would have been moving with even more speed. Uh, I had to stop to kind of pull the door open and then jump. If I could push the door open with both my hands and jump in, I probably would have killed her and me. So that's a that is a horrible tale, and you obviously don't know what happened to this woman. I never, I never saw her again, to my knowledge. I mean, it's possible our paths crossed, but I didn't. I wouldn't have I mean, known. She could, she, you, she could have died. She could have. <laughs> I could have killed her. I feel like my parents. Somebody would have told me if she was dead. I don't know. I mean, like I. They spent a lot of time uh, waking me up, uh, making sure I was okay, only to let me know that like I was grounded for the remainder of the summer. Okay, so let's let's move to that. So, kind of like, what's the aftermath, and then like kind of lesson learned from this? Well, for me, 
if I had just listened to my to the adults that told me I wasn't allowed to go, uh, none of that would have happened. So I kind of, you know, I, I, on the other hand, or you could say that um, competition is evil. Or my friend Paris was a terrible human being because he had an advantage because I was four years younger than him. he was. He was thirteen competing against a nine-year-old. There's a lot of takeaways you could you could choose. So were you punished after this? Yeah. Well, I was grounded, but I it it didn't really wasn't effective punishment because I was bedridden for most of the time I was grounded. I couldn't have left anyway. I mean, I. But I got, do you ever get that talking to, like, from your parents or your mom? Like, I'm really disappointed in you. Sometimes it's worse than the actual punishment. Not always. Right. Yeah, I mean, many times you feel like you've really gotten away with something when you hear that. Right. I, the biggest punishment to me was the shame and, and fear. In, like, I felt I never... I never beat Paris in anything, and I felt like, uh, even though I was a little bit behind, like I I could have done it. I would have done it, whatever it took to do it. If I had to sit in that theater around the clock by myself, I would have done it. And that it was so cruelly ripped away from me. It, it, to this day, it still really eats at me. See, because I kind of take a different takeaway. What's your takeaway? See, because I think that. Um, this woman got the far worst end of the deal and she wasn't doing anything wrong, wasn't disobeying any rules. And Mm. she got laid out by some kid flying through the air with reckless abandon and no care for others at all. And, and all I can think about is if this were today and this were like me or, you know, someone I cared about who got laid out by a kid who was running through the theater, um, I'd be pretty pissed at the kid. That is, that's one perspective. (laughs) But here's the other one too, as a, as a card carrying nerd, why would you be walking out of Star Wars once it started. She should have been in her seat. It's Star Wars. That That is, I think, supports the rest of your takeaway, which is incredibly self-centered <laughs> and inwardly focused uh, well, on you, whereas from the third party, I'm seeing that the woman was the really wronged party here. And the fact that you ended up with a welt and got punished is kind of, you know, appropriate given your behavior. Uh, the the woman was like uh, was like the people of Alderaan in, in the Star Wars movie. You may not know that that was yeah. the planet that got blown up by the Empire because Princess Leia wouldn't give the plans to the Death Star. So there was like an innocent casualty. I think so the story the story when I would replay this to my kids was that the woman died. And to think about your actions and the impact they have on other people. Wait, wait a minute. You're going to tell your kids, but but yeah, I don't think she died. Person. I don't think she died. I don't care. I, I, my story is I'm going to tell the story the way you told it. 
And right. except for the, the difference is the woman died. <laughs> That's a horrible story. So think about your actions and the impact your decisions have on other people. Your kids know me, and they're immediately going to go, if that woman died, how how did Armand not end up in prison? Like that's impossible. That you're telling because me Armand you were nine years over? old and it was involuntary manslaughter, and you you had to spend a year or two in juvie, but now you have that weight on your shoulders for the rest of your life. You know, and they need to consider that when they make their decisions, not about themselves in the movie that they're not going to see or the popcorn they didn't get to eat. But how does their decision impact other human beings? That's the lesson. Well, well, I disagree with your moral. I also disagree. I mean, it is, it is kind of dishonest. I, I think it'd be kind of cool if your kids thought I was a murderer. So I'm going to support you if they ask me if that's what happened. I'm going to tell them, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. Well, but. here's here's I guess you're you're still validating my point. You don't know that it's dishonest because you are so inwardly focused in the story <laughs> on yourself and how you your takeaway is that I lost a bet about seeing a movie, not about the fact that you maimed this woman, this innocent woman who had children and grandchildren. She had hopes and dreams. She wanted to be a concert pianist. And her dream was ended because you shattered her nasal passage and she was never able to sing. Wow. I I, I feel like you're kind of filling in the – you're connecting some dots that aren't necessarily there. If, if those terrible things had happened, I feel like I, they would have tried to sue me. <laughs> there would have been things happen. My parents – I mean, I feel like – we would have we would have heard about it, unless maybe uh, we change our name. You know, maybe I was young. Maybe we change our name, like with a witness protection program. I just feel like you're reaching that it wasn't. I didn't do this terrible stuff. I I was um, absolutely far more concerned about not winning the competition than than the well being of this woman. But I was I was nine in my defense. I get it. I get it. And I think most nine-year-olds are probably not too concerned about the impacts of their decisions on other people either. Yeah. And, and I, I was bullied. I was bullied by this 13-year-old. Like, I mean, he, he – I wanted to win something. I just felt like life would be better if I could win once. I think I think as we, as we delve further into the podcast, uh, a common theme – uh, things I have to present is, is I don't win very often. Hmm. Well, okay. We can, we, can talk, we can talk about that and, and hopefully th through some funny anecdotes and not so much about like peeling back the onion on your psyche about your insecurities and things, but um, again, I don't know where you're you're adding things in that I'm very I'm very comfortable in my terrible things that have happened. Okay, I'm pleased with that. Well, it was it's a very in, entertaining story, and I, it paints a picture that I can see. I 
Um, I don't know how you hit this person and then crawled to your seat and other people didn't like react in that moment. When they see a nine-year-old kid crawling down the aisles. I know exactly. So it wasn't that full, the theater. Uh, you know, it was a matinee during a weekday. And it started. So most people were watching the screen. And I was I was pretty much army crawling my way down through the the aisle. So not a lot of people saw me um, for those reasons. It wasn't like a packed house. I got to think it must have made a noise. And not only when you hit her, but when she fell. (laughs) Uh, I think I hit her so hard and so fast, she was just out cold. It was like a stealth shot. Uh, More of the noise, I think, might have been my my whimpering and pain as I pulled myself to my seat. I don't understand why none of your focus and control is on the the perseverance I demonstrated after a, a full-blown concussion that kept me bedridden for a week and laid out a lady. I still was able to make it to my seat and started watching the movie. I guess the reason is because, and I think, you know, I guess that's admirable. Um, Thank but you. I, I think that's if it were... Wanted. That's all I wanted. Stop there. If it were your kid yeah, had went through that and they were telling you this story, would your reaction be, well, that was really admirable that you, you still made it to your seat so that you could watch the movie? <laughs> you know what I don't like is how you're trying to be the adult in the room. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, okay, granted, I, I wouldn't condone – I wouldn't condone what happened. But if it did happen – yeah, made the best of it. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm I'm glad it happened to you, because now we have <laughs> yeah. this story to tell, and this experience to share. Oh, I'm glad that was the reason. I just I thought you were you were hopeful, happy that I was in pain. No, 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 no. I'm glad it didn't happen to me. Yeah, I don't think I have any even similar tale of. Being you know, weird. you do know, you do know my friend Steve. By the way, I think so. I think you've mentioned this before. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he uh, remembers that. I haven't spoken to him in thirty years. I don't know how we get in touch with him, but I would kind of want to ask him if he remembers. Yeah, what his takeaway is? If he, if his takeaway was, yeah, what a horrible person Armand was. You know, he never really checked on me afterwards either. Now that right. I think about it, well, that was the is what a what a terrible friend Steve was. He didn't he he, he didn't care about my well being. He, he wanted to make sure justice was served. He, he wouldn't let me get away with hitting the lady with my head, and he wouldn't let me watch Star Wars. And he called the authorities, and then then he was conspicuously absent. Hmm. At least from your memory, right? You were concussed. Maybe he was there by your side, and you just don't remember. No, I think maybe his mom. I wasn't. He, I wasn't allowed to play with me anymore because I was too bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah. So there's the takeaway for is make sure you got to tell your you've got to tell your kids be be very careful when choosing their friends. Be careful. Well, it's, with. it's a very different time. Like now, with with the kids have cell phones and. First of all, there would have been a video of it. 
Yeah. Um, and somebody could have called for help and you know, all that stuff. So, or even called to check up on you later and things were texted and stuff. So it was a different time. And there's no doubt if that happened now, I would be sued. Well, I, I don't know that you sue a nine-year-old. My father would be sued. Somebody I, I, would Yeah, there, there probably, somebody probably would have been sued. The theater. The doors were such that they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be able to be torn open at that speed. I guess so. But although really doors haven't changed much in the last four, four years. Uh, I think they sure they have different mechanisms, different types of hinges. They still kind of open the same way. I feel that that a lot of this story is you're sometimes you're laughing not with me. <laughs> so you can laugh with someone or you can laugh at someone. I feel like that a lot of this story was more the pro the preposition I would choose is at as opposed to with. I I think it was a very entertaining story. I it, I look at it through a different lens now than I probably would have even twenty years ago or fifteen years ago or before I had kids. So seventeen years ago. Okay. And I think that's part of the point of our podcast. Is to look at our stories through a different lens, perhaps. All right. It's a good story. It was a good story. Um, I don't really even have any that uh, are similar or that I think can relate, at least not off the top of my head. Um, well, you know, how about we just end it with everybody lived happily ever after, and then we play our outro music. All right. Cue outro music. Cue the outro music. This is Armand Van Coolberg signing off. Good evening. Goodbye. Thank you.